Sports 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 Broad Street Party Time Party Excellent Time. Wow. There we go. It's there. The all the weird air guitar riffs and such. Hey, I'm back. It's me, Stotzy. We got the big Zoe also, and we have our for the longest time unofficial fourth sobs member, but now the official fourth sobs member, the Dragon Wrangler. We got him. We got That's everybody. Right. Except for Benner. Although he's in another dimension, literally yeah, and figuratively. I was going to say we wrangled the dragon, but that doesn't sound right. <laughs> hey, whatever you want it to be, big boy. <laughs> oh, Lord. You got to pay the troll toll if you want to wrangle this dragon. All right. And let's yeah. just get Danny DeVito on this bitch. 30 seconds into me being official, we've gone silent. All right. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to respond to that. Had, had so many oh, things God. planned and then all, all of a sudden we're talking about you know uh dragon masturbation jokes and i'm, I'm just what a curve is it, a, is it a dragon masturbation joke if uh zoe's the one wrangling at that point <laughs> it's not masturbation at that point right it's yeah it's somebody else masturbation is a dutch rudder masturbation i don't think so That brings us to our first topic of the night. Welcome to the Dragon Ring. Right. Well, happy to be on the show, guys. Sports on Broad Street. That's right. Excellent. Oh, yes. This was the right move. So, right, yeah. Take you... two. No, 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 no. We ain't taking nothing out. Um, nope. This is all in there, baby. Oh, yeah. Embarrassing or not. Exactly. I don't give a I want fuck. It. I don't give a fuck. It any other way also the big zoe is drunk for the first time in a while i'm sorry to ruin that but hey you know what i think everyone would have figured that out (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah before i reveal more like what your fun facts are let's get into them the big zoe what's your fun fact for the week all right so here's the interesting one i found so sloths floss can hold their breath for 40 minutes okay dolphins for 10 minutes before they have to come up for air. You know, raise your hand if you fucking knew that. Uh, that's right. So in reality, the sloths should be swimming all the time. Although as slow as they are, they would, they would survive. Sink. Yeah, yeah, they would yeah. fuck they it. Would they'd, like, they'd be like, oh, like on Zootopia, it's like, I have a joke for you. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, can you believe that's some, that's some sh- <laughs> Now, who, who the fuck... Duck the sloth underwater to see how long to hold their breath for. That's kind of jacked up. If you think about that. Well, not only that, but can we also ask the question of why? Why does a sloth need to hold his breath for forty what? minutes? They live in trees. They're well, very, I... they're very, very like uh, needy about the environment they live in. It has to be super humid, like ninety-five degrees and up. They're like the prissiest little bitch of an animal there is out there. Well, let me tell you. So. It's probably because they forget to breathe because they're, they're so fucking lazy. <laughs> they don't do shit. So they're probably up there like, oh, I, I forgot to breathe. So 40 can minutes we, later, like, Ooh. Can we and get a Sobs mascot? And can the Sobs mascot be a sloth? And I just see him being like, oh, this is 93 degrees? Oh, this, <laughs> this won't do for me. I'm going to hold my breath until you crank this up to 96. Oh, and then yeah. 40 minutes later, he's like, oh. Okay, I can't hold it any longer, but 40 minutes of revolt here, and it's still 93.2 degrees in this room. 
Yeah. Let's roll that it back. Could be it. Uh, so I don't know. That I think that's a really solid way to start off these fucking fun or whatever. What are we? Fun facts or just fucking yeah, facts for the week? I um, guess mine knowledge. is more of just a fact. But yeah, well, you know. Oh, and this was just there. a fact. It's just kind of fucking nuts. I mean, That's fun, I guess. <laughs> what's wrong yeah. with you, sloth? You know, it's like, hey, I'm a sloth. Okay, great. What can you do besides go slow? I could hold my breath for 40, 40 minutes. <laughs> like, can we? So is 40 minutes the average? Like, did some sloths hold it for longer and some for less? Or did they just find one sloth? And like, you know, Robert Slothman, you, sir, you are the, the model for everyone else. 40 <laughs> minutes it is. Uh, I don't know. It just says and, by slowing their heart rates, they can hold their breath for 40 minutes. So Timmy like, Slothberger's oh. over here like, I can hold her for 70. They're like, fuck you, Timmy. Oh, Robert dude, really okay, do it for so 40. Get this. get this. What if you think you've killed one and you're making a Slothberger <laughs> and it's actually fucking alive because it's just been holding its breath? Then the only thing I want this sloth to yell out is, tainted meat! <laughs> just to <laughs> fuck with you. <laughs> Oh my lord! Yeah, that that's my that's my fact of the day. Um, it's a great fact. Take it for what you will, guys. It's good stuff. God, I did not have on my bingo card dropping a fucking Walking Dead reference. <laughs> Holy shit! Yep, yep. Well, yeah, yeah. And you know what? I, I didn't have it on mine either. So I think all of us lose that bingo fucking slot thing. Three for... minutes in. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, seven minutes. Seven. Huh. That's fine though. That's fine. Already on a sloth discussion. All right, Dragon Wrangler, what is your fun fact for the week? So mine um, is one that's going to be really appreciated by all the youths out there. Um, so the uh, the hashtag symbol, the, the this thing, right? Do you guys know it has a technical name that's not the hashtag? Ampersand. No. no ampersand is Actually, it's not close at all. Ampersand's a little and thing, yeah. Uh, Fuck your symbols. The technical term, according to Merriam-Webster, because that's he, she, is that one person or two? That could be a fact next week. I don't actually know if Merriam-Webster we'll is one out. person or multiple people. Tune in next week to find but out whether Merriam-Webster is one person or two. He, she, they, us, with Merriam-Webster, um, it's called an octothorpe. Now. A what? An octothorpe. Now. The thought process behind this, and this is where my fact gets interesting, all right? So octo prefix eight, right? So hashtag has eight, right? So that makes sense. Wait, wait, no, hashtag has nine because it, it's it's the fucking tic-tac-toe symbols. And there's, there's nine. Right, right, right. Eight on the outside and then one in the middle. So it's got oh, eight gotcha. on the outside. Now, yeah, I should have pref- prefaced that. So gotcha. uh, the word Thorpe remains a mystery. So they don't actually know why it's called an octothorpe. But there's an old English word that thorpe is village. And so based on that idea, it looks like a house surrounded by eight fields. Octothorpe. I thought you were going to go with like Octomom from like the late 90s, early 2000s or whatever. The she girl also was- looks like a house surrounded by eight fields. So it fits. She does look like a house. And then she actually tried to do porn afterwards. They picked her up for that. That was kind of yep. nasty. The, the fact that they'd want her to do that. Fuck. Was before the time of OnlyFans, when she could just do it herself. You know, speaking of that, it's fucking hilarious. So you had these women who were pissed off. Oh, my God. Someone sent all my nudes out. And, and you know, oh, my. 
All we had to do was say, hey, we'll pay you four bucks a subscription. And, you... <laughs> oh, God. and they were happy. Yeah. Well, then I control Jesus. it. I control <laughs> this situation. Oh, God. What the fuck? I, I'm, I'm going to get canceled after this show, I think. <laughs> or, or. So Jeremy became the third member. <laughs> we we start a Sobs OnlyFans page, and then you don't get canceled. You get promoted. <laughs> Yeah, nothing's, nothing's free now. Yeah. We'll you can't give start, too much away. We'll just start pulling images from the internet. Putting them <laughs> they're, like, they're like, I don't even think that's a dick. It looks like a carrot. <laughs> Why is it orange? <laughs> this is the worst $4 I've ever spent. Here you go, guys. What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah it, yeah, it had to come out. I'm surprised it hasn't come out already. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, God. I mean, I just think if there was going to be a Sobs Only Fans page, another thing, shockingly, not on my fucking bingo card, um, <laughs> that one of the first things that we're going to hear from, like, all of our dozens of fans, I believe there's dozens, is, to the uh, dozens and dozens of fans. <laughs> <laughs> They're all gonna be there. Um, is uh, all you're just gonna hear is people trying to make fucking Vince McMahon noises about Rey Mysterio photos. <laughs> Only they're all gonna be very <laughs> off and different. You're just gonna have like a that random British guy that listens, like, like, oi there, I would like. Oh, that's Australian. Uh, I would <laughs> like your finest. Ray Mysterio photos that chap. Oh, I, I fucking nailed it. <laughs> and you, it's just going to be yeah. all those bad ones, you know? You think and we start OnlyFans page where, like, what you get for $4 a month is just us really poorly drawing what we think Ray Mysterio's face looks like behind his mask? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, man, this is, this is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever paid for, but I'm kind of curious to see what next month brings. I don't want to miss out. <laughs> That or they'll just feel bad for us because who's going to hire those fucks? If we get 100 people to do it for one month, we can split 400 bucks. Between you, me, Stotesy, better, that's $100 each. Thanks, guys. Thank you for supporting our Sob's Oldie Bad page. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my jar. Holy shit, we haven't even started. Oh, dude! For four hundred dollars a month, we could buy a house with eight lawns around it. That's an Octothorpe, <laughs> and it all comes back together. And you put Octomom in the middle, and we're good to go. Well, then that's a sixteen Thorpe. I don't even know what the fuck a sixteen is by Octo standards. And Sexquillion Thorpe. Oh my goodness, my oh, shit. my lord! I tell you, my fact is, I should have went first. Oh fuck. Oh, Anytime Lord. I'm excited about stuff, I'm telling you, dude, put me last. <laughs> I told you off air. I was excited about this one. Oh, wow. Hello. Welcome back. Where did we go on that one? Holy shit. Um, what the fuck was my fact? I don't even fucking know anymore. Um, oh, God. Oh, okay. This was in here for a reason. That's right. Oh, uh, so because we're going to get into NASCAR first. Um, I have a fun fact. Uh, I am a published author in this fine book that you can kind of see 
future of motorsports motorsports yep. future of motorsports business flying cars society it came flying out. car races yeah oh well, yeah drones yeah that's cool um and they do jetson's that. cars not the same thing not no but yeah so i'm publishing that future. there we go i was gonna have a different fact but it was a little more depressing um the but i do have a good mike's monsters for you especially if you raise hail praise dale and love you some of them nascars my mike's monsters for this week is you the fans who sat through the entire north wilkesboro all-star race four fest it was literally kyle larson doing practice laps while everybody else didn't know what the fuck to do. It was awful. Holy crap. And if that was the first race you watched, um, I'm sorry, but you are the fan. Yeah, that's what I was saying. The whole fucking time. 200 miles, basically, of Larson just running wild. You have got to be kidding me. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. But... I'm also not kidding you that we're now let's get into the meat of the show. Gonna start off with my topic first because I like to tie it in with NASCARs and we end with my NASCARs and go to a NASCAR story. I'm not gonna talk about the Chase Elliott and Denny Hamlin collision that actually made ESPN, which was kind of a shocker. Which of... we talked about yesterday on Big Zone of God of Sports Talk. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why you have the goat up. I get it. Nice, nice. But um, you could look up that if you want. I have kind of a conspiracy theory explanation as to why that was not a penalty. But hey, be that as it may, it's a one race suspension. I'm going with a different topic. Mister Chase Briscoe getting heavily penalized over a hundred regular season driver points for using a counterfeit part okay so nascar nowadays they have uh, basically one size fits all interchangeable parts to make it a little bit more affordable for the owners right so basically you use the parts that you're given and you race it's supposed to even the playing field but obviously it is not this is something that keeps coming up not necessarily in this case just yet. So what happened with Briscoe? Um, basically, he had a uh, he made a counterfeit piece and slapped it in. It's not bullshit. I swear, <laughs> it's not. Chase is innocent. Anyway, so makes a Confederate piece. His team slaps it in. Basically, it's supposed to uh, help with um, some sort of ventilation is from what I understand. Anyways, this counterfeit part, uh, the regular part itself also fits onto a different part. So these two shouldn't be able to be taken out separately and they were upon inspection. Also worth noting, Chase Briscoe, even though he cheated with this part, only came in 20th. And I'm sorry, but that's the definition of that's fucking the worst weird. part of this entire thing. Yes. You can't <laughs> even win when you are cheating. That's you didn't even get a hundred points in that race, and you know, lost a hundred points in I that race. Of, that's what I think of him. <laughs> Dumbass of the week has made its way onto sobs. Um holy crap. So, gents, that is my topic. Is we are now making 
counterfeit parts to come in 20th. What the fuck? (laughs) I think there's a really simple solution here. Go ahead, Dragon. Sorry, my bad. No, you're good, man. Um, Fast 10 just came out, and you probably saw how sick those cars were after they were modded and how how many chicks those dudes pulled with their sick fucking drag cars. And he was like, whoa, bro, I'm pulling no chicks in 28th place. You know what I could do? Mod my car out, put cherry bomb exhaust on the back, probably get it real low. And the next thing you know, uh, 20th place, I'm pulling probably like 25 chicks. Like it, it's a really simple solution here. And at the end of the day, what's 100 points for sex, right? I mean, all of us give up 100 NASCAR <laughs> points to get laid. Well, okay. Hey, man, the glass is half full. <laughs> That's one way of looking at that shit. What so, you got, see, the big zo? Did they did they make this part, or did they yes. purchase it from somewhere? I just see a no, big no, they made it. They made it, and I mean, I'm sorry, man, but if you're gonna make a fucking part, you better get better than twentieth. You may as well have used the real part. I mean, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with you? And then for them to say, and to quote the article that that you sent us, um, that. Okay, Stuart Haas Racing Chief Competition Officer Greg Zipadelli said that he mistakenly had the illegal part on the car for the event. Mista- how? We accidentally put it on there? Hey, let's make this and let's put it on there. And it, it's a fucking accident? What? I mean, what that's a- that's like a cheater saying, oh, sorry, yeah, I went to the bathroom, tripped, and fucked somebody else. I mean, that is exactly what they said. Dude, that's is that not a thing that happens? That, that's Barry Bonds saying that the shit that he was using was flaxseed oil. <laughs> I didn't know it was flaxseed oil. Yeah, from a notorious fucking steroid vendor. Yeah. He said, yeah. flaxseed yeah. oil. Hey, you know, we, we, this was mistakenly put on there. You guys made the part. <laughs> yeah. Not well, apparently. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, shouldn't we just let, like, the whole point of NASCAR is you have to drive as fast as you can and faster than everybody else. Let's stop penalizing people and just make less restrictions. Let's let people go faster. Uh, you know what no NASCAR fan has ever said? They're going too fast. I don't like this. They need to slow down. It just seems unsafe. I don't like how loud it's gotten. I feel like their mothers would not be happy about how fast they're turning left. That's never happened. Well, if- if that were to happen, though, and you saw Vin Diesel coming out of one of the one of the pits, like, motherfucker, put oh, how much nos did he put in there? <laughs> Whoa, guys, I'm too fast. I'm too furious for y'all, man. I yeah, have too much family. Furious, I don't know how furious Bubba Wallace would get at that point. Oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah, people might look at Bubba and be like, "Okay, maybe we misjudge this situation." <laughs> I think there's a simpler solution, though. Did you guys ever play Need for Speed Hot Pursuit back in the day? I did not. Mm-mm. All right, Don't so basically, Need for Speed is like a racing game, but Hot Pursuit, you had two options. Either you drive really fast and the cops come and chase you, or you become the cop and you have to run people off the road, basically. So if you want to put an illegal part on there, do it. And if you get caught, okay. But before the race, if you get caught then, which is what should happen, you have to do 10 laps without the cops running you off of the road and they get to soup up their car however they want. If you get away from the cops for 10 laps, fuck it, you can go 400 miles an hour. You just won. 
you know that's the way i look at it yeah you guys know i i drive a kia soul right you know i've, I've said that a few times on here um <laughs> we did see a beautiful one in philadelphia last week it was uh, yeah mike sent me that picture <laughs> it's fucking awesome right so, outside of our airbnb it was the best <laughs> so here, here's here's the thing so you know i have friends who are like we get in your car and we can tell you're just fucking going in and out of traffic like no one's business and we're not scared at all. I'm like, imagine if I had a fucking fast car. I'd be able to outrun those cops for fucking, what was 10 laps? Or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. <laughs> be like, well, then you can soup it up however you want. You can so catch out. me. Catch me at that point, bitches. Well, and take it to another level here, right? Because there's Ford, there's Chevy, and there's Toyota, right? Yeah. If you can mod it up and do whatever you want, there's probably fucking Kia Souls driving. There's probably Hyundai's out there. Shit, somebody probably takes a fucking Hummer out there with like a 12-cylinder engine. It's just fucking whipping it around in a Hummer. Think of or, how much or, more or, or or someone's in a car and they're getting a Hummer while they're whip, while they're whipping it around. And you know what vehicle they're driving for that? A What's Chrysler that? Pacifica with a Hellcat engine. God, <laughs> let's go. Let's try painted with the Scooby Doo colors, baby. Yeah. The Scooby Doo. This machine's not so mysterious anymore, boys. So, well, I mean, we all know Fred and Daphne were in there. You know, Fred's like, "Oh, I, I want, I wanted a Hummer," and Daphne's like, "I got you a Hummer." <laughs> <laughs> It was the ascot. Chicks love an ascot. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. So kids, if your dating life's down, get you an ascot, baby. I was going to wear an ascot tonight, but I just knew all of our female viewers couldn't handle it. So <laughs> there's a female viewer. What? I, I, not after I wear the ascot. There's not <laughs> the demographic sheet didn't say that. Oh. Oh, oh my God. This is going to be a great episode. <laughs> <They> already <laughs> We Pops can stop it start. right now and be like, this is one of the fucking best episodes ever. Have uh, a good night. Yeah. I, man, where the fuck were we going with that Briscoe conversation? Apparently there. Um, let's go and get it back on track for a little bit, for a second, and then we'll go back to whatever the fuck. Um, the, I did, the only explanation I heard this week that makes any of that counterfeit part stuff make any lick of sense was this was going to be used in conjunction with other little things to make a significant difference in the speed of the car so and like you're hiding just forgot to put the other stuff on there <laughs> that's my hope <laughs> that this wasn't the three or four little cheating things to make you that much faster because good lord if that's the case ford shame on you <laughs> like mm-hmm. like bring dodge back if you're making that bullshit of a fucking car holy crap or let somebody else come in let's give fiat a shot here oh yeah no there you go (laughs) oh that'll go over well with nascar fans they're mad that bubba wallace can race let's go with ford versus ferrari (laughs) subaru god (laughs) fucking Damn it, no. <laughs> you see, this? it's just driving the wrong way, doing 20 <laughs> under the limit. It's like, why is the Subaru doing 30 turning right? <laughs> it's parked sideways in pit row. You can't even fucking get around it. It's not even in a lane. It's just blocking the road. So, so the, dude, that reminds me of, uh, we were in Branson last year, and we, we went to the, <laughs> the little go-kart races or whatever, and it was Andy and myself and and Zoe, my my daughter. We were on the go karts going in circles, and Andy and I had lapped Zoe, and we were just racing each other. 
So the fucking go-kart dude decided to, you know, okay, the race is going to end. He parks Zoe first, and they announce her as the winner. <laughs> That's the Subaru doing that. That's about right, man. All I'm saying is, Stotesy, back me up on this. If Subaru was a car you were able to race in, in the Cup Series, tell me Kyle Busch wouldn't automatically today become a Subaru driver with the thought process that if the Federales come, he could get away and off-road and just drive through a wall to escape. I mean, I mean, let's take take out of the equation that he just rejoined Chevy this season. I am a hard yes change. on this. I'm a hard there's yes one, on this. There's one guy in NASCAR who'd be like, I'm going Subaru all the way, man. It'd be the guy that does 120 in a school zone in Charlotte, Kyle Busch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the reason I also say that, you know, not trying to be funny, is he did it before with Toyota. Yep. So why wouldn't he do it again at like what forty or whatever he is? At Subaru, which is basically a knockoff Toyota for hippies that think they can drive through the desert on peyote. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, they're going to the desert to look for peyote. Mm-hmm. If there's Subaru, I think you just get a bag of peyote when you buy the car. Yeah, that's right. I think like your your car salesman whose name is like fucking tree barks, like, hey bro, thanks for paying us and cortados and fucking kombucha. Here's a here's some peyote for your new Subaru or the Buru as we call it here at Tree Barks used in new Subarus. It's like the complete 180 of those people selling Fords or Chevys and saying you get an AR15 with every Chevy. Yeah. <laughs> You walk into Tree Bark Subarus, there's just fish playing. There's a fucking, uh, like, fucking water machine that's just filled up with acid. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Moby's that's, in the background. <laughs> that's the only way somebody's buying a Subaru. They have to be on acid. <laughs> Here, Tree Bark Subaru, we make sure your cars are safe and that your uh, flip-flops can't get caught in the steering wheel. <laughs> like, all right, bro. <laughs> You go, man. <laughs> we tested all the incense we have to make sure there's no smoke alarm in your Subaru. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Lord. So, yeah, so that Kyle Busch can be the spokesman for him is all I'm saying. I'm sure hippies love Kyle Busch. Oh, yeah, and they're going to test out the uh, the beanbag chair in that NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you guys said... What wins on Sunday sells on Mondays. Beanbag chair sells every day, baby. You know, man, the day somebody gets docked points because the illegal mod they made was putting a beanbag chair instead of a normal chair. Let's talk about that for the entire show. Because that has to happen soon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, we have spurned a monster from that. (laughs) God, we're going to find out who our loyal fans are. And I don't mean that as a challenge. Don't do it. I please do. stick around, please. <laughs> yeah. Challenge accepted. Let's fucking go. God. Somebody's if just you're watching gonna... this, just hit like so he knows you're all loyal. <laughs> Ride or die. Ride or die. Ride or die, baby. <laughs> you're sitting there like, I don't want to like this. Come on, dude. <laughs> just, just give it give it to Stokesy. Come on. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. Can I dislike this? Yeah, yeah, well, it's on YouTube, so yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, dislike it. So, so long as we know you're watching it, we don't get Yeah, it. actually, if yeah. you're really a great fan, you should like and dislike it at the same time and see if they cancel each other out. I've I, tried to do that, and they do cancel. you like, like, okay, dislike is like zero. Like, what the fuck? Where'd well, it go? 
I think that's the most offensive thing I've ever said on this show. <laughs> Replacing a fucking seat with a beanbag chair. Please don't do that. <laughs> I'm shocked they don't just come standard in Subarus. <laughs> Oh my god. The back seat's just a beanbag couch. <laughs> yeah. Passenger seat's just a tree stump. <laughs> no, I'll tell you something, buddy. Some my dad tells us this story about when he was dating my mom, he took her on a date. His passenger seat was literally like a bucket. He said I had bucket seats. He had a bucket as <laughs> a passenger seat. It was a Subaru. Your dad drove a Subaru. Your dad drove a Subaru. I no. that. hey, that's that's an extra that's an upgraded tree bark you got to pay extra kombucha for that that's right because you can fill that bucket with kombucha 0.0002 percent alcohol kombucha for that there buddy Ooh, Ooh we only oh best at the heavy stuff on the weekends uh, <laughs> friday Ooh. night baby. friday night and in the middle of the steering wheel is a volkswagen logo <laughs> it's a Yugo logo. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh yeah, Subaru. You think you think you're bad? Fuck you, Yugo. <laughs> That's actually their motto. Yeah, Subaru. You think you're better? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I just Subaru. see Matthew McConaughey doing a Lincoln commercial. <laughs> At the end of the commercial, he's like, "All right, all right, all right, Subaru. You think you're better? Fuck you." Subaru, because we're not Yugo. <laughs> oh Lord, I'm dead. Because I feel like <sighs> Okay, this is the best NASCAR segment ever. He can't catch his breath. You ought to have the dragon wrangler if you don't expect to get wrangled. That's um, the how about you wrangle the next topic, pun intended? I'm not sounds, a fan. Sounds good, brother. I got you. So, <laughs> all right. So, backstory on this topic. So, the Premier Lacrosse League overtook Major League Lacrosse uh, three seasons ago, two seasons ago now, really. Um, so, Paul Rabel, who's an absolute douchebag, but not important to this story, just worth saying. Um, so, Major League Lacrosse had eight cities that basically hosted teams, right? So, it was just like any other sports league. It's like, hey, your city plays in this team. There's a road team that comes to play. You go on the road the next week. Premier Lacrosse League decided we're not going to do it that way. We're basically going to do a traveling circus. So, they have eight teams, and they basically all travel to the same city every weekend, and they play three games on Saturday and one on Sunday. Okay. So three teams will play three other teams Saturday, and then the last two teams play on Sunday. And then the next week they go to a different city and play a different team. Um, they came out a couple of weeks ago and said that they're moving to a more traditional model. They are going to putting the eight teams in host cities. And so their season openers tomorrow, their first, uh, they're up in Albany, New York, their first three games are tomorrow afternoon. They're going to announce tomorrow where these potential cities are and a fan vote is going to have something to do with where they go which is actually kind of a cool concept to be fair like we can see who the fans are who wants a team to come to their town all that right they're going to release their preliminary list and then you know you can vote on which eight cities they should go to so i guess my question here and the topic that i want to discuss is a as a professional sports league can you make the traveling circus model work because it kind of hasn't and it's 
not to get into all the details, but essentially what they said is it really doesn't matter what we have for ticket sales. We're going to put all of our money into getting a broadcast deal. And they did. NBC covers them. NBC basically owns them. That's where the money came from. So tickets have been irrelevant. And then the other half of this is if a team is going to go to a city or if a city is going to get a team, and it doesn't even have to be lacrosse necessarily, right? Like there's certain cities that are going to get a lacrosse team because they're lacrosse cities. Like New York will get somebody. Uh, Baltimore will get somebody. Boston. Albuquerque. Albuquerque will probably get a team. Fuck that. But, you know, I look at like, you know, an MLS just added St. Louis this past year. And St. Louis now has a professional soccer team, which is great. You know, Columbus has a professional soccer team, which is great. What city deserves to have a professional sports organization, not even necessarily in the big four, but a soccer team, a lacrosse team, uh, whatever. So I guess that's if what I may I'll jump ask. in real quick. So the premier yeah, lacrosse it? league, was that initially the, the NLL or the national lacrosse league back in the day? Different things. NLL still exists. NLL is indoor. Oh, oh okay. Gotcha. Cause I, I saw an NLL uh, game in Arizona and Phoenix back in 06 ish. Um, and so I thought, oh, you know, I didn't realize they had done this, but I, okay, I didn't know. So yeah, for me, lacrosse is the outdoor lacrosse. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, you know, back in the day, you know, you've heard the term barnstorming. Mm-hmm. And that's because teams used to go around and literally play city to city. Now, there would be a team that would go play the, the next city's team. So that's not like the cities didn't have teams. So you had, you know, Hey, I got my team of the the Wranglers. We're gonna go around because we don't have a ta- a home. But right. these other these, these other teams did. You know, this sounds like what you're saying is that nobody has a home. Everybody just hey, this week we're playing in New York. Everybody go, shows up in New York and plays. Next yeah. week we're playing in Columbus, and everybody shows up in Columbus and plays. And uh, their thought process on it, which is a stupid thought process, it wouldn't even work in the NFL. But they were like, yeah, you're gonna pick a team based on who plays. Your, your favorite player goes to play for that team. That's gonna be the team you pull for now. And I don't think it's really worked that way, mostly because it's lacrosse and nobody's like, oh, my favorite player, my favorite lacrosse player is playing for the chaos. They're my team now. But like, even at like an NFL level, I don't think that works. So if you're like, man, like I'm really a big Patrick Mahomes fan, which nobody should be. Nobody should be a Patrick Mahomes fan. But thinking out loud here, theoretically, if somebody was like, man, actually probably like, man, I fucking love Pat Mahomes. And I'll tell you. So that guy is like, oh, he go and play for Rams? Oh, I'm a Ram fan now. You probably misspell Rams and think that it was some type of cat, but not here nor there. R-A-H-M-S. Uh, <laughs> that spells yeah. cat. Those silent H's really get me. But no, so like that's initially when they went to this model, to your point, Zoe, is like they were like, yeah, you know, you pull for whichever team, uh, you know, whoever your favorite players are on. You can't have a favorite player if you see them once every six weeks. You know, not uh, even that once a year. Like, okay, so no, this is just the the biggest bullshit fucking thing ever. Um, no, you need to p- give them a home and say, you know, not give them Mahomes like Pat Mahomes, but give them a home and uh, definitely and say, don't okay, give them the other Mahomes. Yeah, well, yeah, don't want to give them Jackson Mahomes, especially if you're going to go to prison for violating a woman, fucking dumbass, or his or or Brittany Mahomes, who's just as stupid as as Jackson Mahomes. I don't know how we got there, but you got to give the, you got to give these, these teams a home city. And then you get that. And that's like, if you're behind the team, not, Hey, you're going to come visit you this weekend. Pick your favorite player. Yeah. People will be like, what the fuck? Oh, my favorite player is Blaine Gabbert. What the fuck? You know? Well, I mean, that's a great choice for your favorite player. Honestly. Or, or, yeah. or, oh, Josh Rosen. <laughs> so two years, you know, two years from now, he's played on six other teams. Who are you cheering for? 
you know, I, I mean, apparently you're a bandwagon fan at that point. We're apparently encouraging it then. So that's what it sounds like they're doing. Is that hey, you know what? Let's encourage if you are if your team, you know, if you like Kevin Durant, you're gonna cheer for every team that he goes to. If you like LeBron James, you're gonna cheer for every team that he goes to. Kyrie Irving, you're gonna cheer for every team that he goes to every half season because he seems to be training teams <laughs> every half fucking season. Um, you know, I, no, this this is just does not does not work you've got to put them somewhere and that's their home base mm-hmm. and you know you've got to you, you just got to go with the the way that that the other leagues do it you know yep. hey we're, we play I, I don't know i'm just gonna throw on them we play 16 games so eight eight are gonna be at home you know and so that's how you get a following not pick a player you know yeah. I, I mean little lord forbid you pick like carlos fucking boozer and then all of a sudden like oh well I, he's my favorite player and all of a sudden you know, he sucks you know what i mean it's like oh you know who, who'd you pick this year this great rookie anthony bennett fucking out of the league two years later you know the same like, you guy whose favorite player is carlos boozer his favorite nfl player is probably also patrick mahomes to be fair yeah, well it's probably yeah. the same guy that likes cats Probably, you know, or 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 the punter who got picked in the sixth round, and they're like, "Oh, that's my favorite player." Why? I don't know. He's got a cool name. He kicks the ball real good. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He he kicks it well. This this is football. It's like, dude, (laughs) come on, man. No, no. Um, they they got they got to put them somewhere. You know. When where are you putting them, though? What what cities deserve to have a professional sports organization or another one? So so this isn't. Do you want to talk about lacrosse? Because I'm not very well versed in what. No, just just in general, man. Like not even lacrosse necessarily. Like the MLS adds another team, you know, lacrosse adds a team, whoever. Like what city right now is like begging for a team that doesn't have I'll tell you one city that I think is lacking. They have one team right now, and they really get behind them, good or bad. And the past few years has been really bad. It's San Antonio. Yeah. I mean, they they have the Spurs. Although they and, got win by Ama now, so now everybody's gonna be a Spurs fan right, there. Of course, but I mean, but they're, the Spurs fans are pretty fucking loyal, you know. I mean, they've been horrible for three, four years now. They have mm-hmm. not been any good, and Spurs fans are still very loyal. So I I think you put a professional sports team there, you know, besides the Spurs, clearly because they. they yeah. I think they've shown that they can draw the fan interest and they'll keep them coming. The fans want someone to cheer for there. These aren't fair weather fans. These aren't your LA fans. These aren't your San Diego fans. Remember when the Chargers, oh, well, we're not going to show up to games. This isn't Oakland where the A's had 2,046 people show up a few weeks ago to a, to a baseball game. Um, San Antonio fans are pretty loyal. You know, I, I mean, San Antonio, in, in the grand scheme of things, you know, with big cities and with Texas big cities, they don't have as much money as with big cities, but their fans are fucking loyal. And if you want to, if you want to say, hey, let's place a team somewhere, where do we look? You know, Dallas and Houston have teams. Austin has Austin FC. Um, I even Austin would work because they're they're going to cheer for them. I would go with San Antonio though. A little, I think it's a little bigger market than Austin. Um, uh, and their fan, like I said, just fuck it. Their loyalty is amazing. I mean, people were loyal before the the Tim Duncan days. People were loyal before the David Robinson days, and they yeah. were very good. And so, you know, and they've continued to be loyal. Um, you you hardly ever see. Oh well, they had four hundred fans this week. You know, I I mean, they 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 show up. Um, whether or not they're any good, they show up to cheer for their team. I, I and I don't I I I can't tell you why. They just they just do, and that that's that's what you want. You want a good fan base yeah. that's going to show up through thick and thin. So that's that's my take. She got Stutzy. All right, so I got. I'm going kind of like deep roots on this one. All right. I think you got to put a team 
within the uh, Iroquois Confederacy, specifically in upstate New York, where the, um, and I'm going to butcher it, and I apologize, where the Haudenosaunee people live. Haudenosaunee. Haudenosaunee. Thank you. People live. All right. I mean, they hosted the indoor games in, yeah. what was it, 2015? Um, mm-hmm. And that whole bit, and just thinking about lacrosse, and it's like, this is kind of a league that lacks, you know, like authenticity, I think, I by having that. the traveling circus model and how quicker to get instant grassroots, like to compare it to the NFL, like Green Bay Packer rabid esque fans, but to literally go back to the roots. So, yeah. um, and in all honesty, with this league, I think it needs to be Northeast specific just because of, um, the adoption of lacrosse by northeasterners in general i love the idea the only issue in all seriousness is the natives hate paul rabel they were the oh yeah i can't help you there the thompsons (laughs) and those guys were like the last players to come over from the mll to the pll because they just cannot stand rabel who he is what he stands for all of it so it'd be a tough sell can can, can you tell us because i i don't know who paul rabel is yeah, um, he owns the league. So, you okay. know, let me uh, let me explain to you this way. So, so, you remember when you were a kid and you'd, like, go out and play kickball and, like, you know, you'd be a pretty good player. And then uh, there's another guy who thought he was better than you. Yeah, that, and, and, and that was never true, but yeah. And, and you, you know, you kick the ball really far and he gets upset and he's like, I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. That's Paul Rabel. He uh, he got towards the end of his career and basically said, MLL, fuck you. I'm going to start my own league because I'm better than you. And that's what he did. And now he has a league. Oh. And he was the owner. So you know how there's like player coaches? He was the uh, owner player for about two seasons as well. He played on a team that he created in his own league that he owned and created. Um, but All right, native- Jackie Moon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He is the real life Jackie Moon. Um, and he has a douchebag haircut for anybody who's never seen him he's got the stupidest hair of any human on this planet but hair that you could not love you sick sir can can, can you describe this haircut for us yeah um imagine if you had four hundred dollars and you were like man how can i light this on fire and just waste it today and that's the haircut you would get Wow. It's like almost like a mohawk, but like one that like Gritty would wear, like the Flyers mascot when he's like peg standing at a frat party. Yeah, at least it's not my haircut, so that's good. Yours would be a giant step up. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't spend anything on mine, so like, clearly, <laughs> lucky you, man, lucky you. Um, but no, so circling back here, I love the idea of putting one on the res, you know, and the res is close enough to upstate too. I mean, you know, the Hadassan mm-hmm. are, are basically right outside of Rochester. Um, yeah. you know, Syracuse isn't too far from there, and you know, Buffalo, you can go over the border as well. The MLL back in the day had a team in Toronto, well, Hamilton, which is basically Toronto, mm-hmm. and I think that was great, you know. And and I think looking at sports in general, the next time the NFL adds a team and they won't do it, I hope they add a team in Toronto. I think adding an NFL team in Toronto would be awesome for the sport of football. Um, lacrosse wise, I think Vancouver would be a great spot as well. Um, you know, you talk about the NLL and the indoor game, and there's a lot of great lacrosse players and great lacrosse in that area. They only have the Canucks right now. And so I think adding another pro sports franchise there would be great, other than their uh, CFL team, obviously. I don't know what their mascot is, but I'm sure they exist. Um, and then the other thought that I had is a little bit 
more kind of offbeat here, but Wilmington, Delaware is about 45 minutes to an hour outside of Philly. It's about an hour and a half from Baltimore. Baltimore doesn't need another team. Philly doesn't need another team. But you put in Wilmington, Delaware, where you Delaware's campus is, essentially. I mean, they're Newark, but same difference there. Um, I think it would be unique enough that it would get a following just off of where you put it. And not even for lacrosse, necessarily. Lacrosse would be great, too, because obviously, obviously lacrosse hotbed. But for any team, I think you put one there. I think it would be sick just because of how off-brand it would be while still being close enough to a big market to draw in big attendance numbers. Hartford, Connecticut, so I, too. Yeah. Hartford used to have the Whalers to... back in the day, and people love the Whalers. Well, and people they're, love they're, the Yard Goats today. They're yeah. trying to they're trying to bring back uh, uh NHL team. They're trying to lure the, the coyotes over there now that now that uh they should. They'd actually have their own arena there, which would be great. So they're trying to lure them. I want to go back to your NFL thing about Toronto. Yeah. I, I think it may be too close to Buffalo. You're about an hour and a half, two hours from Buffalo, and but I th- I think with I think with Buffalo though, they're such diehard fans that it almost doesn't matter. I think it'd be like how you've got you know New York, New Jersey, you've got the I mean the Giants and the Jets are in the same freaking stadium. Like if you can have two yeah. teams in the same stadium, you got the Chargers and the Rams in the same stadium. Like yeah, but really nobody goes to watch Chargers games. So true, nobody goes to watch Rams games either. But or, or Jets. I mean, you have the Giants fans who people are going to go see the Jets now game. that they got AA Ron. So. But no, it would draw in that international TV market, though, more so than, you know, the Buffalo Bills would. Well, not only that, but it's also only about an hour and a half from Detroit, too. So if you're not a Lions fan, you don't want to go see the Lions suck. You just go an hour and a half over the border. And now you're watching the Toronto Timmy Turner's play. I don't know. (laughs) The Lions fan besides Jared Goff, I guess, at this point. So. Uh, he's married to a Sports Illustrated model now, so I'm sure there's probably a few dudes who are fans just because of that. I don't know. Alabama fans who are like, oh, I took Gibbs. They're going to be good this year. Like, <laughs> but That's true. That's true. So All the, so all I the just, bandwagon box fans that don't have a quarterback now. I just yeah, noticed yeah, they do. Baker your... Uh... <laughs> I just noticed your, your Liverpool fucking Hawaiian shirt. Fucking bad ass. Bad at and anyone out there's like, well, do you make Champions League? Fuck you. We don't care. It's still Liverpool. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Well, Tottenham's better. No, you're not. Still Premier League. I mean, well, we're going to Champions League. Great. You'll cool. lose the first round, and we're not going yeah. to the first round in the, in the but you know what you didn't do by going to Champions League, finish in 17th place. Let's go, Everton. <laughs> Dude, we yeah, were we... all about it last what last weekend, Stokesy. We were yeah. all sending texts back and forth. We were, oh, yeah. I was on the edge of multiple seats that day. <laughs> the Everton seat and the lacrosse seat. It yep. was good. So Dragon yeah. Wrangler, we're going to have to get you on one of the days on, on Big Zone of Cabra. There's, oh, a, there's yeah. another Everton fan. And it, it, he's he's one of my friends from high school. And that can't be true. Oh, believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's, uh, his name is Billy Mack, Bill McCamley. He's an Everton fan. So it, it, between you two, you're the only two Everton fans I know. Well, we might be the only two there are, so that actually works pretty yeah. well. Well, no, there's really? actually an Everton supporters bar in South Carolina in the lower state somewhere. There you go. Yeah. I think it's Charleston. Know soccer was there, but you would sweet. be surprised, bro. You'd I'll be, be there in a couple weeks. You'd be surprised. You know, it's kind of sad look, trying to find soccer on TV, and I'm like, everyone's season's over. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Well, MLS is going on. Yeah, MLS. League I'll of watch Mays. MLS. 
for sure. And Liga is, is finishing this weekend. Wednesdays um, and Saturdays for the MLS because we do midweek games for some reason. I love MLS. Let's do it. Let's fucking go. Yeah, let's go, let's Timbers. Go. Los Timbres. Los we... Timbres. Are, are you going to start shit for San Diego now? Dude, I, oh, can we come back to that question never again? <laughs> We'll keep it a secret. We'll we'll we'll, we'll let we'll let, we'll let all the audience determine whether Stokesy will be cheering for the San Diego team. I don't know what the fuck they're gonna call them. San Diego Surfers. I don't know. It, okay, if they San call Diego them the FC? geese, the San Diego Geese FC or something like that, it's oh, like a goose. Yeah. Oh my god, that's the shit right there. Then, uh, fuck. I don't I'll tell know. you what, man. On those same lines, the know. other city that you could add an MLS team to, you could add the Tijuana FU, and <laughs> basically just see what soccer players can survive that city. Whoever has eleven guys probably wins the game, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of how it feels like when they go play in Juarez. You know, it's like whoever can get out of here without dying. If you can get out with eleven players still on the <laughs> roster, you fucking win the game. Yeah. You know, if you don't get stabbed or coked up or human trafficked or anything along those lines, yeah, you're 11 guys. You, you just win. We're not. We just concede. We actually only have six. By the way, I'm gonna six guys on I'm gonna, our roster. I'm gonna have to ask you guys to to wish me luck. Um, in uh, what early July, I'm gonna go to a Juarez baseball game Ooh. with with my younger brother. He goes. He watches them. It's a good time. He says everything's cheap. Um, you know, food, beer, the whole nine yards. And so we're gonna go to that. I I hope I make it back across the border. Is uh, is La Flama Blanca playing in that game or no? I have no fucking clue what's going on in that game. Wait, maybe, Fernando, maybe Fernando Valenzuela is gonna pitch again. Uh, oh my I don't gosh. know. Yeah, Via Candios with that one. But since we were time. going down the soccer route, let's continue with that. The Big Zoe, you got something for us about Europa refs. All right. So, and, you know, the the, the topic is Europa refs, but I'm going to go ahead and expand it to just refs and umpires in general. Um, I think we've gotten to the point where we're protecting referees and umpires way too much because there's, there's no accountability for them, all right? So there's an ESPN article. The Roma boss, Jose Mourinho, is charged with abusing a referee after a Europa League final defeat. So what did he do to get charged with this? Okay. Uh, Apparently, he was critical of the refereeing in comments after the game, saying it was an intense, masculine, vibrant game with a referee who seemed Spanish. It was yellow, yellow, yellow all the time. And by yellow, yellow, he meant... There were, how many yellow cards were there? 40? Four. Crap? I thought it was 14. I don't remember. It, it was, was a shit. 40, you'd be playing like six on six at the end, wouldn't you? Oh, you're right. Okay, no, okay. I saw I reversed that. It was 14 yellow cards and almost 30 minutes of stoppage time. So after the first half, you know, you play 45 minutes and then you add stoppage time. And after the second half, you know, you play 90 minutes, you play another 40, and you add almost half an hour of stoppage time and 14 yellow cards. And so he got upset with that. And so they're going to punish him for it. Now, the, apparently a lot of the Roma fans were giving him shit. And, and just, I mean, there was a lot more that went on, you know, behind the scenes. Um, 
Video circulated on social media showing English referee Taylor and his family being harassed by Roman fans at the airport. Uh, Roman fans can be seen abusing the 44-year-old Taylor and his family who require protection from airport security. Uh, I think they're punishing him for the fans' actions, for the fans being mad. He, though, has a right to be upset, particularly if it costs him the game. Um, so I go back to last weekend was Andy's last game in baseball, right? We showed up, uh, and yeah, they're they're kids. You know, they're between 9 and 11, I think, something like that, 8 and 10. I don't remember the age. So they show up, and uh, we have a, an ump ready to go. And the other team shows up. He says, no, no, we have an ump. We have an ump. All right. So we want him to get practice. All right, that's great. So our ump had 25 years of experience umping. So he's like, all right, well, y'all let this kid do experience. From, uh, and the whole game, and with both teams, he was calling balls that were literally hitting, literally, literally hitting the opposite batter's box. It was hitting the ground bat. He was calling strikes. Okay. And I'm not coaching. I'm sitting there watching and I'm like, what the fuck? And you hear all, a lot of parents on both sides like groaning, like, oh, wow. Oh, what? You know, and my, my daughter was helping with the, uh, what's it called? Game changer app or somewhere you go and they, they put it in there and they're keeping track of the score and all that. And she said that the official scorekeeper who sitting right next to her was looking at him like, he called that a strike? Yeah, it, it, throughout the game. So go to the bottom of the fifth. And Andy's team is up uh, 15 to 6, okay? Bottom of the fifth inning, our pitcher goes up to pitch, and he's he's the closer. Well, this ump decides to shrink the strike zone to a point where you could not throw a strike. There was nothing that he could have done. He essentially walked in five runs, which is the max runs you can get. And now it's 15 to 11. He could not throw a strike. And this guy is our close, and he, he can pitch. And you heard a lot of grunts on our side, like, whoa, what, what? And the other side got really quiet, really quiet. Like, oh, we're not going to say shit because they stick off. That was 15 to 11. And my wife hears the other team's coach talking to their kids, uh, you know, between the, uh, the bottom of the fifth, top of the sixth. Hey, guys, if we hold the nothing and we score five runs, we can beat the best team in the league. Remember, Andy's team hadn't lost a game, okay? So it's 15-11. Our first kid gets one, and he's in, in, inside the park home run. He just beats everybody. Next kid goes up to bat. Ball in the dirt in the opposite batter's box, strike one. Okay? His dad's sitting next to me. His grandpa is sitting with, with the official scorer. His grandpa played minor league baseball for the Royals back in the day. All right? Oh, wow. and you can hear him like, oh, what? Next pitch almost hits him in the head. He literally has to fall backwards. Strike two. And all of a sudden, all of us, and I say all of us because I was part, everyone was like, oh, what, what is going on? And we started chirping at the ump. The ump turns around and he gets mad. And he says, well, if y'all weren't so lazy, you'd be out here umping yourself. Keep in mind, we had an ump ready to go. So what he's saying is essentially, I will do whatever the fuck I want because I'm umping. All right. And I keep going back with this kid. This kid was 16, 17 years old. I don't know, 15, 16, 17 years old. And I'm going back and forth, and he's trying. Well, get this, guys. He was the son of one of the coaches on the other team. Guy comes out of the of the dugout and starts yelling, who's arguing with the up? Who's arguing with the up? And you guys know me by now. I sat there. I'm like, I am. And he's like, what's, the, what's your problem? What's your problem? Like, well, he's calling you know, strikes in the opposite batter's box. And then he almost gets hit. He calls a strike too. 
And he starts trying to chew me out. He's like, you know, you need to just shut up. And, da, da, da. and I sit there and one of the coaches from our team comes up to me and hates it's okay, man. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm about to get up. And my wife like grabs me. And she's like, no, no, sit down. And he's trying to chew me out. His other co-coach walks out and holds him back. And then, no, no, leave it alone. Leave it. He looks at me and goes, it's for the kids, right? So I look at him and say, if it's for the kids, why are we taking the bat out of their hands? Why are we taking the bat out of their hands? He say he needs to call the right call. Okay, so they start walking away, but the guy was chewing me out, turns around and stares me down. And I'm sitting there. And one of our coaches is trying to talk to me. I look at him like, what the fuck is he doing staring me down? And I'm, I'm cussing now in front of these. the fuck is he doing staring me down? And he looks at me and the other co- the, the, the coach kind of gets startled, turned on, turned and walks away. I'm like, don't fucking stare at me. I go, there's a parking lot. We can go right now. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. And they're like, oh, no, well, you know, we'll, we'll let the, the board member on duty handle this. And they obviously never went to her. And apparently that guy's a board member as well. Okay. So fast forward. We end up winning the game 16 to 12. And after the game, that guy who came and tried to calm me down goes and talks to the other coach. The other coach tells him, let him know there's going to be repercussions. Like, what the fuck are you going to do to me? What the fuck are you going to do to me? What the fuck? You... First of all, if you want to have repercussions, if you want to have some sort of fucking trial, I don't know what the fuck they do in Little League. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm a fucking <laughs> licensed attorney. I'm a licensed attorney. <laughs> and I have argued before, you know, judges, you know, uh, so if you want to go, we'll go. And the first thing I'm going to say is, if you can tell me that a ball in the dirt in the other batter's box is a strike, then I will take any punishment you give me. That's the end of that. And the guy's like, oh. And so our, our coach is like, well, you know, it's okay. You know, they're just, they might just suspend you a game or two. I said, you know, I don't give a fuck. I said, Andy doesn't play uh, fall ball. So I don't, I don't really care. Let him know I'm suspending myself for the whole fucking season. And then he has a nerve to fucking tell me, well, yeah, he goes, you know, the reason we're to argue back is typically if you end up arguing, you just end up looking like the asshole. And I said, oh, so now I'm the asshole. And he got quiet. I was like, that's what you tell me. I, look, as a coach myself, I always stand up for my players. But when an ump fucks up and no one is saying shit, fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. The ump was letting the kids on the other team. There's two horrible batting kids. There's, he was letting them stand with their toes on the plate. And so we, we had no strike zone. They walked, I think, combined six or seven times, those two did. Jesus. And so going back to Mourinho, okay, there has to be a point where we can be allowed to say something about the refereeing or the umpiring. If it's bad, it's bad. Let us fucking tell them it's bad. It's fucking bullshit when you're sitting there, like, oh, well, you know, we got to protect them. Protect them from what? They won't need protection if they call the game correctly. They won't need protecting. Call the game fucking right, and let's go. And by the way, if you're going to call all those balls and strikes all the way through, and then you're going to shrink the strike zone for our kid in the bottom of the fifth, who is our closer, to give your dad's team a chance, fuck you. Fuck you and the horse you rode in on, motherfucker. You know, so I saw this, and it really it strung, it hit, a, hit, a, you know, hit a chord with me. I was like, you know, I've, I've dealt with, and, you know, Dragon Wrangler, you're a coach. You've dealt with fucking shitty refereeing, maybe shitty umpiring if you've coached baseball or softball, shitty refereeing, you know, I've coached before, I have dealt with shitty refereeing and shitty umpiring, and I go, I put my piece out, here's what it is, blah, blah, whether or not they change their their mind, I don't give a fuck, I'm gonna let you know that you were wrong, 
wife cannot protecting my team. So Mourinho, I don't think, did anything wrong in protecting his team and saying, look, they threw 14 fucking yellow cards and then 30 minutes of stoppage time? Are you fucking kidding? He had no control of the game. He had no control of the game. He wasn't letting them play. He was stopping every time. I mean, 14 yellow cards and 30 minutes of stoppage time. That means you stopped the game an average of two to two and a half minutes each time you gave a yellow. Fuck you. You fucked up the flow of the game. He deserved everything he got. I think I think Mourinho's being punished because of the of the fans after the fact, you know, giving him shit. This is not fair to the coach. As someone who has coached, and I and Dragon Wrangler, I, I will give you props. You've coached at much higher levels than I have. You have. It just even if I was in high school, I don't give a fuck. You've coached at higher levels than I have. I, I've only coached youth sports, but I need the umpires and the referees to call it right because I'm trying to teach my kids how to play the game correctly. How to play the game correctly. You know, if my kid throws up a handball, and by the way, I've done this. Soccer, my one of my kids handball, and I would have the red, hey, handball on us, handball on us. And they're, oh, oh, and they'll stop it. However, if they miss the handball on the other team and I try to call it, they're like, what? don't argue with us. Fuck you. Do you think I'm going to sit here and go against my team on one end and then go turn around and be like, oh, now I'm lying about the other team? I'm going to call it down the line. You better fucking call it on. I've umpired myself. I've refed myself. I call the shit down line. If I miss a call, I admit it. And I'm like, hey, man, I fucking missed that. I can't change it now. You know, a play has happened and you didn't argue before the play happened. You know, I apologize. These motherfuckers, he had his fucking daddy come out and argue with me. And afterwards, the coach came to me and said, next time we bring box gloves, I don't need fucking boxing gloves. I'll fucking bare knuckle hit that fucker. I don't give a fuck what he thinks. So, Mourinho, you are not in the wrong Sometimes refs need to be told that they were fucking wrong. And in this case, it seemed like he was wrong. 14 yellow cards, 30 fucking minutes of stoppage time. I have no problem with what Mourinho said about him being, oh, he's a Spaniard. It's apparently in the Spain, in the in, in the Spain League, La Liga, they start calling every ticky-tack fouls or what have you. Um, I have no problem with what he did. And that just fucking lit me up when I saw that. And that's my take. So nobody piss off Zoe. Um... <laughs> Woo! Yep. Woo! Only thing yeah. I got to say about all that, I didn't know that uh, you, Andy was uh, playing baseball with Anthony Taylor's kids. It felt like it. Mm. Yep. I'll tell you what, though. You know, there are some referees who understand that I'm I'm taught. So Zoe played uh, volleyball this past winter and fall, and I'm there. And I'm, I, you know, I, the first season I was a spectator and I, I coached one game. The second season I coached her team. The referees would come to me for help, for crying aloud. So some, they're like, hey, I didn't catch it. What, what, what do you call? Because they knew I was going to be honest about it, you know? And so when I'm sitting here and other refs are like just getting worked up, I'm like, dude, I'm just telling you what happened out there. I don't miss much, if anything, that happens on the field or on the court, on the pitch. You know, so I'm just asking you to call it right. That's all I'm asking you to call it. And if you're watching, you know, John, whatever, and you want to throw down, fucking meet me, bro. I will throw down with you. And in basketball, they say the ball never lies. You know, hey, it's out on you. It's out on you. And then they shoot a free throw. If the free throw goes in, well, it's their ball. The fists never lie. So let's throw down. Whoever gets knocked the fuck out was right. And I guarantee you I'm not getting knocked the fuck out. Damn. That's all I got to say about that. Feisty. It's a feisty Zoe today. Came in hot. 
Dragon Wrangler, from you, your opinion. <laughs> don't, don't leave me hanging here. I know, I know, I know you. Maybe not as Dragon Wrangler. Uh, your I, thoughts. I, I it, what the I, fuck do you think about? I think it just comes down to consistency. So at the end of the day, and this is what I've said every time I've I've had bad officials, right, is I don't care if you call everything or if you call nothing. If you want to call somebody for breathing on them, okay, as long as it happens every single time. If you want to let them rip an arm off of their opponent, fine, as long as it happens every single time. I think what you run into and kind of the point that you're bringing up here, though, is like where officiating has its issue is when there's no consistency of what constitutes this versus that. You know, in lacrosse, it's cross checks, slashes, whatever. What constitutes that that was a slash, but this wasn't? Why was this called and that wasn't? Um, You know, and I I think that's really the biggest side of it is, is if you're talking about officiating, where the criticism comes in is if you can't figure out what the line is of what constitutes a penalty and what doesn't, what constitutes a yellow card and what doesn't, you don't know how to coach your team. You know, I'm a big believer that like, look, if we're going to let everything go, then I'm going to tell my team go out there and try to rip their heads off. If they're going to call us for breathing on them, I'm probably going to tell my team lay off a little bit and play a little bit more finesse and a little less physical. But if I don't know which way to go, well, I have to tell you to play more physical because if I don't, we're going to get taken out. But then I'm also opening myself up for more penalties because I don't know what we can and can't do. Um, You know, and and for me, I, I think it's... It's two-parted. One, as an official, if you don't want to wind up in this situation, you got to put your ego aside, and refs just struggle to do that. They just do. The last game of the year that I coached at the high school I was at this year, a ref threw a flag on one of my players who had already put in the box for a penalty that was a mediocre call because my player, and I quote, put his palms up. And I go, sir, you can't flag him for what he does with his body. And he goes, yes, I can. I can flag him for anything I want to. And I snapped. I snapped. I obviously got flagged as well for uh, saying much meaner things than just having my hands up to this guy. But, you know, I think what it comes down to is like you get bad officials because you get guys who have never played the game at a high level. And I think that's the biggest issue. And if you look at it from the top down, right, because, you know, what the pros do, everybody else follows. You're getting a lot of guys at the pro level who have actually, I, I would argue, and I'm pretty sure this is right, even though I don't have a fact check here. I would argue there's probably never been a professional official who's played that sport professionally. There's probably a lot of professional officials who didn't even play it at the college level. And so, sure, you play at a high school level, you can play a pickup, whatever, but the speed of the game, the physicality of it is so different at that level than at the level where steroided out athletes are getting paid millions of dollars to be better that you can't keep up with the speed of the game. And so, you know, my take on and my side of it is we're putting our money and we're investing it into the wrong things, right? So a lot of professional athletes when they retire go into broadcasting and they go into um, front office stuff, right? GM, admin, whatever. Or cryptocurrency. Yeah, or crypto, exactly. (laughs) Um, It's not a scam. If you really want to solve this problem, then what we need to do is we need to make it lucrative enough for a retired athlete to get into officiating at some level, whether it's college level or the pro level, right? And, you know, I look at it from the side of, so, you know, and and I'm going to use Tom Brady as an example. And like, I know it's a terrible example because he's the greatest player ever to live, but hear me out on this, right? So like Tom Brady just retired and his plan now is he just bought a stake in the Raiders and 
he had a deal to be a commentator. What was it? 420 million for 10 years or something like that. So there's enough money in the NFL to where if the league was like, no, 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 Tom. So there is one head official on every crew and it doesn't have to be every ref, but you always have a head official in every sport, right? Who can overturn their buddies, which they refuse to do because they all fucking back each other and they know they're wrong, which is its own issue altogether. We're like, all right, Tom. So you got $420 million for 10 years. What if we give you $500 million for 10 years to be an official? but you have to be the head official and you have to be the head of every crew that you're on. Now you do that. There's what 32 teams There's 16 games a week. You do that with 16 guys who are like hall of fame caliber players. And you're like, look, like we're going to put the best crew around you. You can, but at the end of the day, if they fuck up, you have to be the guy that understands how badly they messed up and you need the one that fix it, fixes it. You can get William the fridge Perry for like a bricklayer salary. <laughs> I'm we joking. Need to, we, need serious. Be, we need to be good really? at this though. But no, like even even guys that wash up, right? So like, you know, take for example, and this is going to be another terrible example, but you're telling me that right now, if you told Paxton Lynch, we'll give you $10 million a year to be a referee, the guy's played at the highest level. The guy's played at the professional level. He's played in NFL games. He wasn't good at it. But the fact that he's played at that level, I guarantee you Paxton Lynch could do a better job officiating than 90% of the officials in the league just off the fact that he played at that level. But the and fact so, that he, know, he knows what's going on in the field, you know what I well, mean? Exa- and that's exactly my point. So, like, and and I think the other part of it is just the game field, because you bring up a really good point there, you know? So, me and Stosie were at the national title game for lacrosse on Monday <laughs> of last week. And the game wasn't incredibly poorly officiated, but they made a couple calls at really crucial times that they didn't make the rest of the game. And there's a certain level of game field. So, like, Notre Dame's up 6-1. Duke comes back, ties it 7-7. And then they put Duke in the box, two minutes non-releasable in a 7-7 tie if they made a comeback. The first call, maybe, maybe you call a slash. The second one, by no stretch of the imagination, was it called a cross-check at any other point in the game but right there. They called it there. And they yep. call it there. Notre Dame scores. Next thing you know, Notre Dame wins. And, and so my point is – Yes, obviously you've played at that level, but just the game feel that you don't have as an official that you have as a player. Paxton Lynch was a terrible NFL player, but Paxton Lynch would understand, man, in this situation, I know me making this call is going to impact the game. I can't make that call here. Or I can make this call because I have to, because if I don't, the game's going to be negatively impacted. When you haven't played at that level, you don't have the ability to do that. You just don't. But the issue is it falls on the league at the end of the day, and, and soccer is the same way, right? International soccer, you don't have to have played in the Premier League to ref a Premier League game. If you played in Champions League or, like, League One, League Two, you're still – you've played at a high enough level around good enough talent to be able to understand what you need to understand to be a lead official. And the flag guys, whatever you call them, the flagmen, like, whoever, like, the same guys you have doing it now can do that and be fine because if they make a terrible decision at the end of the day, it's the guy who played at that level, it's your decision. So I just think we're putting money into the wrong places. Who gives a shit who the fucking announcer is? Who gives a shit that Greg Olson or fucking Tony Romo are calling a game for $30 million a year if the officials are fucking it up so bad? All they can do is try to explain why the calls are so terrible. Let's instead invest the money into the guys who should actually be making the game better for a better fan experience. You know, I I agree with you. And I want to go back to something you said about consistency. And I think that's what got us in that last, yeah. you know, in the bottom of the fifth when he tied. You can't coach if you don't know what to coach. Exactly. So everyone was like, he, and you could hear the coaches, hey, huge strike zone, be ready. 
that last inning, no huge strike zone. And then, and then we go up to bat, and the strike zone expands again. And all of a sudden, it, it see, to me, that made it unfair advantage. You know, if yeah. everyone gets the same calls, no matter what, no no worries. No, well, it's, no worries. It's yeah, I, it's... I, I honestly wouldn't have said shit because I didn't say anything for fucking five full innings. It was when they tightened our strike zone and they went back to them and opened it up again. I was like, oh, come on, man. You are, you're now probably trying to fuck us because your daddy is over there coaching the other team. Yeah. Fuck you. And it's it's human nature that like you're going to you have to fight the instinct to not call it differently in certain situations, right? So like in college lacrosse for a while, now they have a shot clock. For a while they didn't have a shot clock. But what would happen was if the official thought you were stalling, it was at their discretion, they could put a shot clock on. Oh. But it's like but it's like who what constitutes whether or not you're stalling or trying to go to the goal or not. And so inevitably what happened is three minutes left in the game and a two goal game it's on like that you could hold the ball for five minutes in a two one game in the first no shot clock because oh well you know it's, it's the first quarter they're not trying to stall obviously what fucking constitutes one versus the other the, the time in the game shouldn't change how you officiate the game and the other thing you see with that as well in blowouts referees will always change how they officiate in a blowout because if you're down 10 goals they're like oh well we're going to give you that call because you're down 10 goals fuck you they're down oh. 10 goals. They don't get the fucking call. It doesn't work Absolutely. that way. Absolutely. I'm, <laughs> I'm down with you on that. Look, they're getting beat. Don't change the fucking calls. They're they're still out there making the effort. They're just not good yeah. enough. And, it and leave it that way. Time, man. My team was terrible this year. We went 0-15. The amount of times refs tried to give us one in garbage time, I'm like, that's an insult. Don't give us a fucking call now and you haven't given yep. us the rest of the game. I don't want your call with five minutes to go in a 10-goal game. Like, I just know. Just don't make that call now. Just let the clock expire. Amen, bro. Yeah, it's not the ref's job <clears throat> to make it an equal playing field. It's yeah. just not. You shouldn't impact the game. It's not the ref's job to impact the game. It is just their job to keep it safe. Your number one job is player safety. You know, last summer I was coaching an outdoor soccer team, and we were up 2 nothing. and all of a sudden we gave up three goals with maybe seven minutes left. In like, in like a four minute span, and we're down three to two. And the ref, and the ref's a great guy. He played uh, 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 pro soccer, third or fourth division in, um, in fucking France, I believe it was. Really good ref. So time had run out. I keep, I keep my own, my own time because I, I, I want to know how much time I'm literally keeping time. He let it go about two minutes, two, two, three minutes. I mean, there's no stoppage time in fucking, you know, nine-year-old soccer. And I looked and say, Chokri, it's over. He goes, no, I want to give you a chance to score. I said, Chokri, we're not going to score. This game is over. Call it. It's okay. So, you know, I, I, I mean, again, I'm not trying to be, I'm the greatest thing ever, but I'm trying to call it even. We lost that fucking game. Call the game. Which you is know, fair. Don't, Sometimes don't, don't you, punish yeah. the other. Don't don't punish the other team by giving us more. He was gonna let it go until we scored, and I'm like, Chokri, mm. they beat us. It's okay. You know, I will take this and we'll learn from it. Don't. To me, like like you, like you, Jeremy. To me, it was offensive. Yep. Don't, don't fucking agree. do this for us. We didn't you know, play well enough. We, we don't lost. deserve that break. Yeah. And, and that's what it was, you know. And so that's what bothers me about these refs and ums who take it upon themselves to. You know, oh, well, they're winning so big, I'm going to shrink the strike zone. Or, oh, you know what, I know it's a two-and-a-half-hour game, you know, max for, for Little League Baseball. We'll expand it because there's no game after this. 
No, the rules don't no. say you expand it. And that was no. the other thing. They they pushed. The, we ended up playing almost three hours the other day because they were it's... trying to they were they were trying to beat us. Pro games don't go that long anymore. Fuck you, man. Yeah, really. And I bet the beer sales weren't as long either. <laughs> well, I wish they had beer at the Little League. That, that part really resulted in a fucking throwdown <laughs> no. afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have to call them out on this podcast. God damn. <laughs> you know, you know, like we we somewhat sunset plaster, and all of a sudden we're calling out people on this show. I'll call people out here. <laughs> Fuck it. We're undefeated, man. No. Why not? You got to keep the perfect record going. God, yep. I was so hoping to leave that behind, but it is a really good transition into my George Santos moment of absolute truth for this week, because I'm also going with referees and my George Santos moment of absolute truth a batter comes up to the plate the umpire says hey you need to speed up son and to which he freaks out and drops his bat and then he gets ejected from the fucking game yep he was looking at the ref to respond and then he just drops his bat to which the ref was like no that was an offensive action that's some shit a George Santos moment of absolute truth for the week. Dragon Wrangler, what you got for that? So uh, my moment of absolute truth is that the Washington Commanders are potentially going to have to switch their name again. Uh, so the Redskins became the football team. The football team became the Commanders. It's been right. 15 months now since the Commanders became the Commanders. So recently, as in the last month here, the Commanders had their new name trademark rejected by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. What? Part, part of the reason as to why is an Alexandria man named Martin McCauley who already applied for a similar trademark. McCauley said it all started as a hobby back in 2013. Now, before I read the rest of this article... What, keep trademarking mind, things? <laughs> well, there's there's more to it. Keep in mind... The Washington football team, when the Snyders owned them, had lawyers on retainer worth billions of dollars. And one man was just like, no, I'm better than you guys. So he said, (laughs) this is where it gets even better because only this could happen to the commanders. Only the commanders could have this happen. McCauley said, I started selling merchandise for fictional football team names back in 2013. Macaulay sold shirts on eBay with names like the Washington Red-Tailed Hawks, the Washington Shape-Shifting Wolves, and yes, the Washington Commanders. Whoa! Oh my god. Yes! The attorneys didn't catch this shit? Case in point. So because of that, and because Dan Snyder is a piece of shit, the Washington Commanders may now have four names in six years. Oh... Oh my god wow yes. <laughs> is anybody else hearing don't stop believing right now he also said for what yes. is worth i feel it is worth noting here the commander's shirts weren't exactly flying off the shelf not that many people were interested in a shirt that said commanders maybe about 30 <laughs> and yet he's, he's gonna be the downfall of the fucking commanders yes. he sold hundreds of shirts netting about five thousand dollars <laughs> This is a $4 billion NFL franchise, and a man worth $5,000 in t-shirts is going to sink them. Jesus Christ. (laughs) So the commanders are your fucking 
moments of absolute truth. Yeah. The commanders are my moment of absolute truth. Yeah. Yeah. What you got, the big Zo? So I've got, I've got the newest head coach in the NBA, Frank Vogel, coaching the Phoenix Suns. I didn't see this coming. Um, the reason he's a moment of absolute truth is because he was labeled as, oh, they got a championship coach, Frank Vogel. Championship coach. He won one championship, and it was because LeBron James and Anthony Davis were better than everyone else in the bubble, not because he was any good. You know, this isn't, we're not talking about Greg Popovich, Phil Jackson. We're not talking about uh, Pat Riley, Frank Vogel, okay, who had never even sniffed, sniffed an NBA finals prior to this. And so calling him a championship coach is like calling Gene Chizik from Auburn a championship coach. Gene Chizik won because they had Cam fucking Newton. They, and a lot of laptops. A, yeah, well, that too. But not because he was a good coach, because once Cam Newton graduated and left, the next year they were like seven and five, and the following year they were like four and eight, and he got fired. Um, so Frank Vogel, for calling him a championship coach, he's as much a championship coach as George Santos is a good legislator. And for that, Frank Vogel, you are, and I, I, dude, I don't fucking hate you, but you're not a championship coach. You are my George Santos moments of absolute truth. As a Suns fan, I hate you already. You see, Frank Vogel, <laughs> you've already started on the wrong foot. You haven't even signed the contract yet. Back out. Pissed off your number one fan before you even get to Phoenix. The, the greatest yeah. Suns fan of all time. I just don't yeah. see what he's going to do over there to be like, oh, you know, I'm going to turn this team around. They should have kept Monty Williams. They're going to go that route. He could try bringing in some sage to lift the Kardashian curse. That's literally the only thing that's going to save it at this point. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's all he can do. Um, I just, they needed a raw, raw coach and they got a guy who talks like this. And I'm going to go ahead and get, yeah, we need to do this, blah, blah, blah. No, they should have fucking stole Teron Lou from, from the Clippers mm-hmm. or just not, or just not fired Monty Williams. You know, honestly, they've been better off with Doc Rivers. And I say that really hesitantly, but at least he would have got you to game seven of a series. It, yeah, it just hurts. It hurts so yeah. bad or so good. All right, gents. I say let's go ahead and call this a week. We thank you all for joining us. Party on Dragon Wrangler. Party on the Zoe and party on all you people. Party on Stoke Say. Party on Stoke Say. All right, let's sing it out. Sports on Bread Street. Party time. 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 Party time.